This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, for January 15th, 2023.
Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is a joy and an honor to have the opportunity to worship with you. I would love to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time, a special welcome to you. And to those of you who are joining us online for our live stream, thank you so much for being here with us. We're grateful to have you along with us as well. If you'd like to, if you're just getting to know our church and you'd like to get to know us a little bit better, you can find us on our website, uh, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can click on the About tab there and learn more about us. Click on the Connect tab and you can tell us a little bit about uh, you. We can get to know each other. Just a few brief announcements for you all today before we begin. I want to uh, ask you to join us after this service and stick around uh, stay out of the cold weather there's two ways that you can be with us after this service you can join us in the great hall for coffee hour and just socialize and be together in that way or you can join us in the parlor for the continuation of our epiphany adult education series the series is called mission incarnate closing the gap between us today the subject to the title of the of the class is where'd you go to high school a good cincinnati topic today but together we're going to explore the complexities of growing up in the Hamilton County foster care system with pro-kids mentors and CASA advocates Emily Von Allman and Mike Hardy, both of whom are parishioners here. We're looking forward to hearing from them and talking with them. They'll, they're going to give us um, some, we're going to have a conversation and guide us a little bit into questions that are not quite simple through the lens of trauma-informed care. We're so excited for that. That will be in the parlor immediately after this service. Or as I said, if you just want to hang out and not learn anything else, you can join us in the Great Hall for our coffee hour. A group from Church of the Redeemer, led by our Becoming Beloved Community Steering Committee, will be meeting outside the front door of Christ Church Cathedral tomorrow at 10 a.m. to join the MLK Day March together. We would love for you to join us. It's right in front of our cathedral at 10 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. Hope you can join us for that. A lot of upcoming programming. Uh, so please do make sure that you check the events page on our website um, or, um, or on the app, which of course um, we're using right now to read the announcements. We encourage everyone to download our, our Church of the Redeemer app. You can just search Redeemer Cincy with a Y 
in your phone's app store and you can get it that way. If you have any questions, do let me know. These are all my announcements for today. I invite you please to stand as you are able so we may begin our worship together. Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets.
pray. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his, of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers, kings shall see and stand up. Princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. The word of the Lord.
reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brother Sosthenes. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place on the, on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched by him in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The day after John had baptized Jesus, John saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him. But I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, 
He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of our Lord. God, grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm wondering today if you've ever had a crush on anyone. No hands are needed. It's so amazing when you have a crush on someone, when you see them and you get all lit up inside and you have this feeling of warmth and excitement just to see them. It's exciting just to notice them. And oh my goodness, if they notice you, your heart leaps. One of the most amazing things about crushes is how it's better off if you don't get to know them at all. <laughs> as long as someone remains sort of a mystery and out there in the beyond, you can idealize them, you can think all sorts of things, they can be all sorts of things for you. Maybe they've just been just attractive enough to catch your eye, and maybe you learn a couple of things about them, their name, which immediately seems exotic to you, even if it's a name that 20 people you already know have. <laughs> just a couple other details, and you can start to fill in this imaginary person and their life and what it might be if the two of you could actually know each other. You know, of course, what happens when you get to know uh, a person you have a crush on. It is the best and fastest way to cure the crush is to get to know them better. Maybe it's not a romantic crush. It could be a professional crush, someone you've admired for a long time, someone whose accomplishments you've seen from afar and you've thought to yourself, I want to be that kind of rock star in my profession. 
I want to be like them. And that's where that old maxim comes in, never meet your heroes. Not because your crush or your hero or the one you admire from afar is actually disappointing in their being. It's just that they're disappointing because they're actually people and not just your idea of what a person could be. You've built up the perfect complement to yourself and then you're confronted with the reality of their humanity and it can be crushing. I am thinking today about our dear friend John the Baptist and the crush he has on Jesus. He is so excited to herald who Jesus is and what Jesus means for this world. And by God, he's right. He sees Jesus and he goes, look, there he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And sure enough, this is true about Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. And John the Baptist's work is powerful because it shows other people the beauty and the power of who Jesus is. It points to who Jesus is. It's amazing because John the Baptist has all of this authority and has, he's this person that people are looking to for teaching. And then he goes, you think I'm impressive? Look, there's Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I'm unfit to untie the thong of his sandal. And then he does this whole poetic, the one who comes after me is before, uh, better than me because he was before me. And you can just, do you like him, I guess, John? We get it. You know? <laughs> and it's very beautiful, except then we even have in our reading the very next day, Jesus shows up again. And instead of John being like, hey, Jesus, that was really cool with the baptism and the dove and all that, John goes, look, he does it again. There he is. And you can kind of feel Jesus being like, keep it cool, John. Like, I get it. It's great, right? John and Jesus, if you read the texts, never quite connect. Uh, they never spend a lot of time together in the texts that we have. There's even a point in one of the other gospels where some of John's disciples come up to Jesus later and go, We've seen you work, and are you sure you're the Messiah? Which is that moment when the crush becomes a real person, right? But what's powerful in our reading today is not just that John is able to recognize the beauty and the power of Jesus and who Jesus is and represents. He does do that. But what's amazing is that those who are following him, following John at first, are not content to admire Jesus from afar. They're not content to be fans of Jesus or follow the guy who thinks Jesus is really cool. They immediately go to Jesus. They go directly to Jesus and they forsake any kind of idealization and they want to humanize him immediately. They walk up to him and he says, what do you want? What do you seek? And their question is fascinating and telling. They say, where are you staying? Where do you live? We want to see your house. Let's, get, let's cut past the niceties. Are you like a Hyde Park person? Or more of a Mount Lookout person, which is very different. Like, did you cross the levee to get here, Jesus? Like, where do you live? Let's see it, right? And what I love is Jesus' response. He doesn't say, yeah, no, obviously, Hyde Park, of course. He doesn't do that, right? Jesus says, come and see. 
What do you seek? We want to see where you live. Well, come and see it. And what we have in this moment is actually a breaking down of any kind of distant admiring admiration, any kind of sort of crushing or any of those sorts of idealizations, and we have people getting to the meat of it. You want to see what this is about, what I am about, come and I will show you. Throughout this time that we call Epiphany, the readings are centered on what is revealed about Jesus. Throughout this time between Christmas and Lent, we have all these readings and they show us what, is, what do we know is true about Jesus. And perhaps what we're supposed to take away from the reading today is that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that is true, and it is right, and I love it, and I hope you hold it in your heart. But what I find more fascinating is not just that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It is what Jesus does with that. They could have said, where do you dwell? And he could have said, in a place you couldn't imagine, Follow me for more tips. I'm leading a seminar next week. It's five days. It's an intensive, but you will be a better person when it is over. But instead, Jesus says, come and see. And in that moment, Jesus invites them, invites us who would follow him into a deep relationship of connection and intimacy. This is a theme throughout John's Gospel. I'm going to get just a little Greek uh, nerdy with you for a moment here because the word that Jesus used, I always get it wrong when I read it. Let me get it right here. When they say, what are you looking for? He says, what are you looking for? And they say, Rabbi, where are you staying? That word staying in Greek is another word that can also mean where, are you, where do you dwell or where do you remain? Or later on in this same gospel, it's the same word and it's translated abide. As in we hear this in a lot of wedding sermons, in a lot of wedding and funeral readings. Jesus saying abide in me. Make your home, make your dwelling, remain with me. And Jesus says, remain, make your home, and dwell with me. Abide in love, abide in my love, and then you know what it's like to live with God. The invitation Jesus makes today is a response to that. Where do you dwell? What is your dwelling place like? Jesus, where do you remain? And Jesus says, I will show you where I live by the way you share life with me. I don't want you to be my fan. I don't want you to admire me. I want us to share lives of love with one another. And then Jesus goes about calling disciples to him. And that is what they do. They share life. This we know. It's very different from our situation. We, we wouldn't really like the story in modern times if a teacher invited a bunch of students over to their house. We'd be like, hold on, this story's getting weird. But in Jesus' time, this rabbinical relationship is not just one where a group of students go to a class taught by a teacher. This relationship is one where the way they learn the customs and the heart and the life of their teacher is by sharing life with him. But it goes further. It's not just about their sharing life with Jesus. 
Jesus does not just call people into one-on-one mentorship. I'm going to spend some very specific time with Peter and give him some assignments, and then I'm going to focus a little bit on John, and then I'll work on James and Andrew. If I have time, I'll get to Judas. We'll see. In reality, what Jesus does is he does not just call people into relationship with him. He calls people into relationship with one another. The following of Jesus is about the creation of community. The following of Jesus is not just about how we individually become better people or even more loving people. The following of Jesus is about the kinds of communities we create, foster, develop, and nurture. This is what Jesus does. He does not call people individually into salvation. He calls them individually into large relationships, into relationships where they are taught to learn about God through sharing life with one another. I have to wonder for ourselves, are we all just admirers of Jesus? And does this church just foster crushes, secret Jesus admirers? Episcopalians emphasize the secret part. Keep it to yourself, your faith, and your beliefs. Go to church quietly, then go about your day and don't seem weird to others. Admire Jesus from afar. Isn't he fascinating? Doesn't he intrigue me? Those teachings sure are difficult sometimes, aren't they? But Jesus is not interested in our admiration. Jesus is not interested in our being fans of his. Jesus is interested in our following. And our following is displayed in the communities of love that we create. Are we Jesus fans or are we Jesus followers? Do we seek to admire him or do we seek to be transformed? Now, I remember a little bit of what it was like to go to church when it wasn't my job. And I'd come on a Sunday and I'd just be there. And I was one of those people that was like, well, you go because you go. That's what you do. You're there. Well, what do you get out of it? I don't know. I'm just here. Don't ask me what I get out of it. But I know that some of you have very specific ideas of why you were a part of this place. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, we're here because we're here. And that's what we do. Don't push it, okay? And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I'm not mocking that. I was one of you. I know some of you are here for the music, and you're here to sing and to listen and to be in in for that transcendent moment. Some of us are here for the words that we've heard over and over again, to get to say them again and again, brings us not only a comfort, but opens our hearts to new kinds of ways of thinking about God. It's a beautiful thing. Some of you are here because you like sermons. I'm not just saying that about myself. You hear Melanie preach, you hear Gary or Joyce preach, and you go, yeah, all right. And people will say, I need something that I can take with me, like a little nugget I can take with me on my way. And all of these things that I'm describing are things that we kind of have and we think of on an individual level, these little ways that we say, I'm a part of church, and here's what it does for me personally in my individual life. But Jesus is not calling us into individual betterment. Jesus is calling us 
to the creation of communities that make a difference in this world through the love that we live. That is the work we are given to do. And so today, your little nugget, maybe you can take away, the thing that you might walk away with and, and sit with is, is my church the thing to which I belong, this community? Is it, is it a church that helps me admire Jesus? Or does this place help me to know Jesus for who he is? Is this community of which I'm part something that I can look at from afar and helps me see, sort of think about Jesus from a safe distance? Or does this community transform lives? Not only mine, but the lives of the neighborhood it serves and the people in this world around this place. That is my question for you today. We are here to build a beloved community, a community of love that is meant to transform this world by helping people see their belonging to God, their complete and total and utter belonging to God. This is our shared work. Are we thinking right now just about our own individual experience and how we'd like it to be? Or are we thinking about the community and how it can transform this world? What would this church look like? What would our community here, Redeemer, look like if we understood the call that Jesus places upon us, not as a call for individual salvation, but as a call for the creation and development of a community of love. What would this church mean to you and to this world if we understood that we were being invited not only into the admiration of Jesus, but into the transforming love of Jesus that belongs to us all. In Jesus' name. We believe in, in one, one God, God, the Father, the, the Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
He will will come come again again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world that there may be justice and peace on the earth. We pray for the birth of Brooks Grady von Allman, son of Carl and Katie, and grandson of Emily and Dan van Allman, and for all the thanksgivings of this life. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. We pray especially for Frank Keenan, Bill Thayman, Lee Hardy, Bill Powell, Marianne Fairley, Donna Morabito, Doreen Stanley, Noah Bass. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, enkindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways 
to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Please stand. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Also with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Now there is no bread. Yeah, first, first for you. Yeah, that's perfect. Peace be with you. And peace be with you. Dorothy, peace be with you. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his names. Bring offerings and come into his courts. So and I'll give
the Lord. The Lord be with you. We're out of practice. All things come of thee, O Lord. And of thy own have we given thee. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil, and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he gave, had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. 
Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Which way are you going? Blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever and make you know that you are loved perfectly, always. Brother, this is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven.
This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever and make you know that you are loved perfectly. Always. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever and make you know that you are loved perfectly. Always. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Mark, in the name of God, and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We are one body, because we all share the one bread, one cup. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. As you leave this place, go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Honor everyone. Love and serve the Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit be among you now and remain with you unto the ages of ages. Amen. Amen.
Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.